Thank you for taking time to listen to our service. We're happy you've joined us today. Visit NBCOcala.com to find out more about who we are as a ministry or get information about upcoming events. There you can also discover all the convenient ways to partner with us financially. Thanks again for joining us. Enjoy the service. And help me welcome our internet family if you would. God bless you guys. So glad you're with us. Peace to your house. You may be seated. You may be seated. Well, thank you to worship team and production team and everything. Lots of awesome stuff here tonight. Amen. Sunday beginning a brand new series called Impact. Sorry, lady. <laughs> um, that was the invest and invite coaster or card or whatever. Um, really be here. It's just a three-week series. I'm going to be casting some vision during that time as well, some things that the Lord has put in our heart that we believe he is leading us to do. And um, uh, so some exciting things there. We're going to be talking about uh, gratitude, generosity, and what those conditions are in our heart. Powerful time, and you'll want to be here with us. Well, um, we felt led tonight to uh, make everything center around us being able to hear the voice of God. And um, it is a simple subject, and it is so complex. And so what I'm going to do is endeavor to briefly and succinctly uh, simplify, share some important things. I'm going to give you five helps and four hows, okay? Five helps in hearing God's voice and four hows uh, as far as how that happens. Um, how many of you know that we need, we need to hear from God? We need a word from the Lord in, in, our, in our life. Hearing and knowing the voice of God, having confidence in that, we need that for, um, to know his will. How many of you have ever wondered, God, is this your will or not? How many of you missed it before? Okay, even more hands. Yeah, and, um, you know, there's a way that seems right to a man, and sometimes that can be, ooh, the wrong way for sure, even ending up in death, as the proverb says. So we want to know the will of God. We want to know direction. How many of you have ever sought God for direction? I, I need to know what to do here, which way to go. Um, timing. Uh, timing is important. Hello, timing is important. I call that velocity when you have direction and timing. Direction and timing, that, that is what velocity is. And you might know your direction, but if you get your timing off, for example, headed, if you head back toward town, after service tonight, and please everyone be safe, okay, please everyone be safe, but if you go, okay, I know where I'm headed, and let's say that you're headed that way, I know my direction, but we have things called traffic lights and stop signs that, that uh, regulate our timing, and so if you say, no, I know where I'm going, so I don't need to stop, how many of you know you'll probably be stopping, okay, and so, you know, not only is direction important, timing is important, and you have to have both of those. And then, of course, answers. Have you ever sought God for answers? You know, sometimes our life is fill in the blank, and we are stumped, and uh, time is running out on our test, and we need um, some answers. So, um, I believe that God knows everything. His ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. His vantage point is way beyond our, our vantage point. So, what I want to do, again, is just uh, briefly, succinctly share with you some things about hearing the voice of God. If you want to hear a little bit more about this, I did a series, five or six-week series called Frequency. 
um, not that long ago. That's in the archives. Uh, and then a little while before that one, I did something called Guidance. And uh, they would be related um, series that would, would fill this out even a little bit more. This is a subject you want to be well, well versed in. Let's look in Isaiah chapter 30. It says, whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice. It's Siri. Is, 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 is. No. Whether you turn to the right or to the left, your ears will hear a voice behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it. This is the way, walk in it. So you notice we've got a voice and we've got directions, okay? And that is what we need is, is direction. In uh, the book of Hebrews, quoting from some other places as well, it talks about today if you will hear his voice. I like the way the Message Bible renders it. It says, today, please listen. So I want you to know that Hebrews sets us up, the book of Hebrews sets us up for now that this is still current for us, New Testament as well, that today, if you will hear his voice. All the way to the end of the Bible, we even hear uh, it, it, um, he who has ears to hear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the church. So um, one of the things we talk around here, uh, talk about around here quite a bit, and it is a goal, is to be happy, stable, fruitful, blessed so that we can be a blessing and ultimately do what? Bring glory to God. Will you promise me you'll never get tired of hearing that? Because I promise you this, you'll never get tired of being that. And that is our goal. And the more and more that you come into that, the better you are. Well, here's, here's the reality. We don't know how to get there. We do not. I do not know how to get there on my own to be any more happy, stable, fruitful, or blessed. And here's the thing. If we knew how to get there, we don't know how to stay there. And see, consistency is key. Consistency is key. And so you might arrive at a place, but if you can't stay at a place in, in God, in what he has for us. So we don't know how to get to happy, stable, fruitful, blessed. We don't know how to stay there if we got there unless we have some direction and instruction from God himself. Amen? Amen. Look with me in Romans chapter 8, verse 14. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Read it with me. For those who are led by the Spirit of God are the children of God. Let me uh, shuffle it real quick and pull the meaning a little clearer for us. And here it is. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. The children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Any children of God here today? You are, whether or not you're cooperating. There is a leading. There is a leading. That word led, children of God are led, um, is the New Testament Greek word ago, ago, and it's spelled like ago, ago. And it means what it says there, to be led, but it's actually... Um, an agricultural term. And it, the word picture would be like a rope that would be attached, some kind of tether attached to an animal, beast of burden or whatever. And that they are trained, you would, you would eventually train them, and by the pulling, the tugging of that rope, they would follow. You know, and we've, we've seen before, and I know it's... Um, you know, circuses are getting rid of elephants and things like that. But I just tell you, 
as a little kid, that was one of the greatest thrills of your life is to see an elephant. Are you, are you with And in my little happy mind, they were very, very good to those elephants, okay? So if you're here from PETA, God bless you. Enjoy the sermon. I don't want to stir up anything with anybody. I just, just want to teach God's word tonight, okay? But the idea is they could actually, uh, this massive elephant could be trained and a very small person could just kind of lead them with a string, essentially. And so what this means, the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. Go with the word picture there. There's almost like a string attached to our hearts. And God would tug on that heart. He would tug on that string and it would pull on our hearts. And we would have a pull. We would have a leading. We would have a direction uh, from God by his Spirit. We read in John chapter 10... Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice. Now, how many of you understand that you are a sheep too, okay? We are the sheep of his pasture. He takes good care of his sheep. He is the great shepherd. And so we are his children and his children are led. And in John chapter 10, we are his sheep. And he says, my sheep know my voice. My sheep hear my voice. Now, you say, well... That's why I'm here tonight, because I don't know his voice and I can't hear his voice. You, you probably are hearing his voice. And what we've got to do is find out some ways so that you can know the voice of God, exactly what we're talking about tonight. Look with me in 1 Samuel, and this is a classic portion of Scripture here. Then the Lord called Samuel again the third time. So we're dropping in on the story, okay? Um, so the Lord has been calling to Samuel any Samuels here tonight? And the Lord had called Samuel uh, again the third time. So he arose and went to Eli. He was staying in the temple. Eli was the priest. He went to Eli and said, here I am for you to call me. Then, third time, Eli perceived that the Lord had called the boy. Look at the next verse. Therefore, Eli said to Samuel, go, lie down, and it shall be. If he calls you, that you must say, speak, Lord, for your servant hears. Just say this with me. Speak, Lord, for your servant hears. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. That's significant too. Keep that in mind. Here's here's what's going on here. Samuel was, in fact, hearing the Lord's voice. But he did not know how to recognize it. He did not know how to tune in. So that's what I want to do tonight is to help us, give us some principles from Scripture to help us, uh, five helps and four hows of how to hear God's voice. So we must learn to tune in some things. How many of you know we need to tune out some other things? Now we talk about hearing and uh, did the boy hear with his ears or not? We don't know. It seems to indicate maybe so. Let me say that in New Testament days, and this is from a lot of observation, a lot of study, God could speak audibly to our ears. He could. Typically, he does not. And I would say the majority of people that argue with me about he does, I'm a little unsure about other things with them. Um, But he can. Everybody say he can. He absolutely can. Uh, typically he does not. God is a spirit, and God speaks spirit to spirit. D 
deep calls to deep. And then within our soul, then we process this. So let's look at our five helps real quick here. The number one way that God speaks to us is through his word. Read it with me. The number one way God speaks to us is through his word. The Bible is God's word. Did y'all leave? I talked about elephants and things, and now y'all are, I need you back. Come back, back. Okay, the number one way that God speaks to us is through his word. The Bible is God's word. So God's word is God speaking to us. So stop discounting this. Stop thinking of this as some kind of religious old book or something. You may want to get a, a, a good, more modern translation to help you too. But and I, and I have some series that we've done on how to read and study the Bible. That will help you. But the number one way, everybody say number one. Number one way he's going to speak to you is through his word. There's some people that fight to be extra scriptural. I say you get into dangerous ground when you push to get out beyond scripture. Because if we're wanting to know God's voice, number one way he speaks to us is through his word. Amen. So any other way that he would choose to communicate with us, and he has a number of ways, any other way that he would communicate to us will not violate or contradict the Bible. God and his word are one. God and his word are one. There's no discrepancy there. Further, let me go ahead and insert that the Bible is the language that the Holy Spirit will use when he communicates with us. So the Holy Spirit, anything that he would share with us, when he leads, guides, reminds, teaches, it's all going to be in line with God's word. You with me so far? All right, second, read and pray every other year. Read and pray when? Daily. And don't do this. I actually had a guy say this to me probably about three, four years ago. Pastor, I have you read and pray for me. And I said, hang on. And this is in the middle of Target. I mean, uh, it's just not fair, you know? So read and pray daily. Say it again. Read and pray daily. And what this does, it conditions you. If this is the language that the Holy Spirit will use, if this is God's word and God speaking to us, this conditions us and tunes our soul and our spirit to, to hear, to recognize, to understand God's, God's word and his will. I recommend, you've heard this and heard this and heard us, daily exposure to and intake of God's word. Daily exposure to and intake of God's word. And then you may want to, in your time alone with God, keep something handy that you can write on or type into uh, or journal so that what do you think God is saying to you? Practice with your devotions in scripture of maybe what is the Lord saying to me through this passage? What is the Lord saying to me through this verse? And what you're doing is you're conditioning yourself, training yourself, tuning yourself to know what God is saying to you. Thirdly would be this, invite and expect. Say it with me. Invite and expect. God tends to speak to people who want to hear from him. God tends to speak to people who want to hear from him. Anybody here want to hear from the Lord? So it's like this. It's like if you were expecting an important call. You know, if you were, I've got my phone right here. If I were expecting an important call, 
I'm going to make sure this thing is charged up. How many of you have been, it's like, oh, no, I got 2%. You know? You want to make sure you know where your phone is. You want to make sure that you're in a good place. You know, sometimes I'll get a, a call in a restaurant or whatever, and unless I think, oh, that might be an emergency, I'll pass on it because, like, I can't hear in here. You know? And so you would, if you're expecting something, an important call, then you need to position yourself. You know, get yourself ready so I am not going to miss this call. So it begins with invitation. Remember back with Samuel, he said this, speak, Lord, your servant listens. Speak. So we're going to do it before the night is over. We're going to invite the Lord. And then I want you to do that, you know, for areas of your life. God, I need, I need help with this. I need answers here. I need, I need some direction with this. Lord, I need you to let me know what your will is. And don't, don't uh, predefine for God how he is to speak to you. Lord, speak to me however you, you want to speak to me. If he wants to have a lizard come up with a note, I don't care. <laughs> to my knowledge, that has not happened. So, um, Note also with Samuel that he went to his place. He went to his place. So he got to a place where there would not be distraction. He could get still because you cannot afford to miss that call. You cannot afford to miss his voice. Next would be this. Keep it simple. Come on, read it with me. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. Don't make it what it is not. God knows who he's speaking to. He calls us children and sheep. When he's talking about, and and this is no offense to you, okay, but sheep are not the smartest critters on the farm, okay? And, And so he knows who he's speaking to, so keep it simple. Don't religion has tried to make this so hard or so weird. And just my opinion, if I can, just for a moment, I'll step aside here, just for a moment. Sometimes TV preachers, anyway, let me just get back over here. (laughs) Don't make this what it is not. If you look for God, if you try to find God only in the spectacular, you will miss God. He's, he's not in all the splash and, and everything. He's, he is spirit to spirit. He doesn't need hype. He doesn't need manipulation. He Keep it simple. Often he whispers in your heart. He whispers in your heart. And it may end up being louder than a whisper or different than a whisper, but this is my opinion. I believe that you need to position yourself as if you're trying to hear a whisper. You need to have some time that you get still. You need to make sure that you're keeping your heart at rest, that you're keeping grudges out of your heart, that you're keeping lust out of your heart, that you're keeping foul things out of your heart, that you're keeping fear and worry out of your heart. If you have a lot of fear in your life, you need to work on your relationship with God because perfect love casts out all fear. And a relationship with God is is loaded with love. Are you all hearing me? So keep it simple. Don't, you don't have to strain to do this. Keep it simple. And um, let me also say this too. Let me caution you. Can I, can I pastor a little bit tonight? Let me caution you about how you frame God speaking to you. And I would say this. Be careful about saying, God told me. Be real careful with that. I cannot tell you how many people have 
said, well, God told me. Later to come back to tell me that God changed his mind. (laughs) I prefer to frame it this way. I feel God's leading me. I think he's prompting me. I feel some direction, some pull toward this. And then you work through it. But it, it, I think we need to be a little more humble and grateful about God speaking to us. And not be just so adamant. Well, God said so. God told me. And people, um, you know, I've had people come to me before and, and, and say, well, God told me. And I said, well, then why are you asking me? I mean, you got it from the very top. So I bow out. You know, and so be careful with that and keep it simple. Can we get an amen on that one? And then let's move on here. Get still, be still. Read it with me. Get still, be still. We have so many hindrances. It gets so busy and noisy around us. I mean, you know, the world is noisy. And there's so much clamor and clatter and clutter around us. But guess what else? If we're not careful, it gets within us. And it is hard, it is hard to hear. So you're going to have to get still. There's some things you need to turn off and put out of reach. Uh, maybe your phone, you know, at, at times to, to just get still with God. Two of the most powerful spiritual disciplines that you can involve yourselves in are solitude and silence. Solitude and silence. And again, remember what I told you. I said God tends to speak to people who want to hear from him. And you'll show if you want to hear from him by being still, getting still, staying still before the Lord. Psalm 46.10 says, be, be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted, he says, that next, next phrase, among, among the nations. That word exalted even includes the idea of loud. And to me, that just strikes me that if I'll be still, God's going to be more loud. I'll be able to hear him more clearly. The Amplified Bible for that verse says, let be and be still. So let be means you need to let some things go. You need to put some things down. You need to get away from some things. Let be and be still so that you can know that he is God. Amen. So number one way God speaks to us is through his word. Read and pray daily. Invite and expect. Keep it simple. Get still. Be still. Now I want to share with you Briefly, four ways that God speaks to us, okay? Four ways. The first one is he sends lizards with notes. Please do not go out of here and tell anybody that. That's a joke. Do you all understand that joke? Okay. First of all is through his word, through his word. Now, we already said, Pastor, aren't you repeating yourself? No, I'm emphasizing something. Through his word, God speaks to us how? Through his word. Again, the Bible is God's word. God's word is God speaking to us. We need to learn how to use the Bible as a tool through which God will speak to us. I think it begins with understanding, embracing the idea, this is God's word to me. This is God's word to me. God is speaking to me. We're going to do some things in the, in the new year, in, in uh, 2018 where I want to help you see the big picture of the Bible. You know, because sometimes we view life and the Bible too like this. You know, one thing happens in the world and we're way up on it. You will have much, too, way too much panic in your life when you're looking at events all the time like this. 
If you're constantly glued to the news, you're going to have a high level of panic and anxiety in your life. If you are able to back up and look at the big picture, God's whole meta narrative, the whole mission of God and see the big picture, you're going to have way less panic in your life. But one of the ways God speaks to us, and we've got to know where to go in God's word. We've got to know how to rightly divide God's word. And in doing so, God will speak speak to us through his word. So learn to use the Bible as a tool. Look at this in Psalm 119. Psalm 119. And you need to read Psalm 119. Longest chapter in the Bible, directly in the middle of the Bible. And it's going to talk to you about loving God's word. And it begins here in, in verse 97. Oh, how I love your law, your word. It is my meditation all the day. Go ahead to um, 102. I have not departed from your judgments or your word, for you yourself have taught me. David viewed that when he learned from the judgments or the word of God, it was God himself teaching him. Look in verse 104. Through your precepts, your word, I get understanding. Therefore, I hate every what? false way. We're after the right way. We're trying to know, I want to know the true way, the right way to do something. We're going to be able to separate that out through his word. Go ahead to verse 105. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Read that one with me. Your word is a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. It is your word that lights my path. Listen, it is not a voice that lights your path. It is not a feeling that lights your path. It is not goosebumps that light your path. It's not some presence that lights your path. It's God's word. Say say it. It's God's word. It's God's word that lights your path. So one of the ways, one of the major ways that God is going to speak into your life, to give you direction, to show you what to avoid, to give you pace on things, uh, to give you instruction. Is going to be through his word. So God speaks to us through his word. Secondly, God speaks to us through his people. Come on, read it. Through his people. How many of you have ever had God use somebody to speak something into your life before? Okay. How many of you have ever had the devil use somebody to speak something into your life? Okay. So this is one of the reasons why we really got to be able to discern. Everybody say discern. So you need in your life, you need people in your life who can speak into your life. Y'all not hearing me? You need people in your life who can speak into your life. You need godly friends. You need godly leaders. You need to be in a small group. You need to be surrounded and have people in your life who can speak into your life. There's some people who do not have a place to speak into your life. Please hear me. There's some people that don't have a place to speak into your life. There's some people that get a little radical on some things and feel like it is their duty and their gift to come in and speak into everybody's life. And and, uh, you'll be able to judge that in a number of ways. And I'm not to say that God can't use somebody you don't know to come up and give something to you. But I'm promising you, you will know it. The Spirit of God will be on that. There will be a peace. There will be a resonance within you that, yeah, that that was the Lord. Amen? Amen. And so through through people, he will speak to you. Um, Make sure that you have your antenna up 
Make sure that you discern and remember that you always have the right, if somebody speaks into your life, you always have the right to put it on the shelf or to throw it out back, okay? And prophecy, which is so misunderstood and usually misdefined by so many, many people, is going to be, it's going to be words that comes to you that are going to be edification, exhortation, or comfort. It's going to build you up. It's going to cheer you on. It's going to encourage you, uh, comfort you. Edification, exhortation, comfort. And that's in 1 Corinthians. And so God will speak through his people. I'm so thankful I have some people in my life that, that I trust their walk with God. And they pray for me. They love me. They love me enough to tell me the truth. And, and that can speak into my life. I have some very special friends. And some of them are scattered across the country And it's amazing, sometimes I'll get a text, I'll get a call, or whatever. And they have something because I know they love me, I know they're praying for me, and I trust the integrity of their walk with God. You need to have people like that in your life. Amen. Amen. Next is God speaks to us through his church. Come on, read that. Through his church. Okay, you ready for this? I'm up here, but I want to dismiss myself real quick. I'm going to recuse myself. And so this has nothing to do with me, Tim Gilligan. This has to do with a mechanism that God has set up in the church of preaching and teaching. Everybody say preaching and teaching. One of the main and active ways that God will speak to you and to his people is through his church and through active teaching and preaching. Now, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, Paul gives... The mandate, and he said, preach the word. Everybody say, preach the word. He didn't, he didn't say, do skits, have, have gatherings, do this or that. He said, preach the word. Say it again, preach the word. In the book of Acts, in the early church, they would not neglect the ministry of the word for anything else. They said, we've got to find a way so that we do not neglect the ministry of the word. Here at Meadowbrook, we do two things every service. Do you know what they are? We lift up and then we what? And then we listen up. This is a prime focal function for what we do, the preaching of God's word. In Malachi chapter 2 verse 7, it says that from the priest or the messenger that you're to seek instruction from his words. Now again, I've recused myself, okay? So just think of the mechanism of what God has set up, that he will have a messenger in the house, he will have a a pastor, a teacher in the house, and you're to look for instruction from his words. And it's not to be my words, and that's what I labor on all the time, is to make sure that we're getting to God's words. He does this through what 1 Corinthians calls the foolishness of preaching. Now let me go ahead and say it, and I wish somebody else could say it, but I'm going to say it. God uses ministers to speak to his people. Now, we take it seriously. I take it seriously. Um, We handle this with care. I have done and I continue to do everything I know to do to stay at the very top of my ministry game if I can even put those words together. If I were a pilot, I would do that. If I were a doctor, I would do that. If I were a chef, I would do that. If I were a pirate, I would do that. (laughs) Well, I'm a pastor. I'm a pastor. And so every effort had better be made. 
We are training our pastors constantly and how to be better presenters and how to rightly divide God's word. It's an important, important thing to us because God's word has to be handled carefully. It has to be handled fearfully so that it can be life-giving and life-changing. Now, can I take just a moment? I hope I don't offend anybody, but if I do, um, it's certainly not in my, my intent. Y'all ready? We need to treat this, that God would speak to his people through his church. We need to treat this with some higher esteem. Again, not about me, but about us gathering together. So here we go. You ready? We live in such a casual culture that I think we need to be careful. Come on, I need to know you're with me here tonight. Okay, because I'm going to come down your aisle real quick, okay? Here's a few things so that we can handle this better. If I fully believe, if you fully believe that when I go to church, I'm expecting to hear from God. I'm expecting God to speak something to me. If it's me, a guest speaker, one of our staff pastors, whoever, it's not about me. It's the foolishness of preaching. That God would use this mechanism, this system, that somehow he's going to speak to his people. If you and I fully believe that, we're going to treat that a little, little better. Here's a couple of things. You ready? Let's get real practical. Get here on time. Get here on time. You're not late for your doctor's appointment. And you're not late for your movies. Get here on time. Some of you that are 10, 15 minutes late for church, you're 10, 15 minutes late for everything. Need to change your life. Here's how you do it. It's real easy. Start everything about 15 minutes earlier. Okay? All right. Find your wig earlier in the day, whatever it would be. Phones. Turn your ringer off. Now, we have apps and different things. You're welcome to use your phone, but please don't be playing games. Why? Because we think this time God is going to speak to some people. Don't be texting and looking at everybody's pictures and come on, let's do a quick Snapchat. If we, if we believe that God's going to speak to us in a time like this. But turn your, turn your ringer off. All right, here, I'm going to get in trouble now. Babies. I cannot tell you how much money we have spent, effort is put in to have a premier world-class environments for our children and for our babies. Now, I get it sometimes. This is my brand new baby. I get it, but please don't sit on the front row, okay, because baby is not as patient as you or I, so we want to be careful with this. We have a parent's room, so you can go, and it is comfortable, and it is classy. We have a nursing mom's room. You need to see the beautiful stuff that we have and the people that we screen and train so that your children are well, well cared for, so And then if you do bring Junior or Missy into the service, please don't let them cry and cry and cry and pull the hair in front of them and and do do stuff like that. Are are you all with me here just a little bit? I know I'm in trouble. And please, let me make sure everybody's sitting down for this one, okay? Everybody park it. Everybody park it. There needs to be way less movement. Way less movement and distraction. It's Wednesday night. Hey, I got till Sunday for you to forget I even told you this. 
If, I, if we really believe that, that God would speak to us during the preaching and teaching of his word, well, I've got to go to the bathroom. Well, then sit in the back. You know, go just before service. Um, and whatever it would be, and I'm, please, I'm not being mean here tonight. I'm trying to be pastoral for all of us. Our culture has gotten so backwards that it's just everything about the one. It is not about the one. It's about everybody and, and, what, and what will work. Are you all with me? Enter in to praise and worship. I've actually had some people tell me, I don't come for the praise and worship. I just, I just like Pastor Tim. I'm just coming. Well, after tonight, you probably don't like me. But, um, <laughs> but don't, just, don't just come for that. Don't, don't hang out or whatever. You know, get in here and lift up because God is worthy. Does anybody believe that he's worthy? Yeah. <laughs> well, they, they haven't sung my song in five weeks. It's not about your song. It's about lifting up something up to God. Praise and worship's not really for us. We do benefit. It's, it's, to, it's to what? It's to, it's to lift up. And it also prepares our hearts so that we can, so we can listen up. So do not hinder yourself. Worse, do not hinder others from being able to hear God speak. Because you know what? I believe with all my heart, and this, this is why I work, I dig through rock every week. I believe that God wants to speak to his people through the preaching and teaching of his word. And so we will guard that. We will treat that with higher esteem. Amen. Amen. Love you. <laughs> one last one. Through his, through his spirit. Through his spirit. John 14 talks about the Spirit, John 16, Romans 8, all over that he, we would have an inward witness that there would be a peace or there would be a check. Do you know what I'm talking about, a check? Have you ever said, I think I'll do this, and then you get something just inside, just kind of a, a check inside? Did you know that's the Holy Spirit too, holding you up maybe? Maybe it's just the timing. Maybe it's the direction altogether. Maybe it's who, who's involved or whatever. He'll give you sometimes an urgency, sometimes a peace, sometimes a nudge towards things, a prompting, sometimes even words. I, I describe it sometimes as kind of an electric thought that, you know, God would give me something and it's like, I, you know, it's just so vivid in my mind that I realize God is speaking something to me, that he leads and he guides and he teaches and he reminds. He will even show you something. You ready for this? God can show you where something is. you ever lost something? I, I dare you. I invite you. The next time, where is that paper? Where is that thing? I can't find the keys. You know, and they might be in the middle of the ocean. You know, but shortly you'll know. We got to get new key, keys, honey. You know, but I'm telling you, I, in my life, I'm, I'm seriously, 20 times I know as an adult, it's like, I can't find that. And some people do this. I can't find it. It's just gone. <laughs> Wish somebody knew where it was. And you line the children up and threaten them. <laughs> right? And the Holy Spirit the, the whole time is going, I, I know where it's at. And the children of God are led by the Spirit of God. It's one of the great ways that he that he speaks to us is through his Holy Spirit. We're going to, in just a moment here,
Let me go over these real quick. God speaks to us through his word. He speaks to us through his people. He speaks to us through his church, through preaching and teaching. And he speaks to us through his spirit. Thanks for listening to this week's message from Meadowbrook Church. We hope you'll stay connected by following us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at NBC Ocala.